Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. That is uh, not what I was expecting to be talking about tonight. Welcome in. Let me just uh, let me share this, and then uh, and then we'll get going. What uh, an absolute! Hey, it's after dark, right? I don't know why I have the morning brand up. Uh, it's not like it makes much of a difference anyway. Uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was just absolutely brutal, brutal. To, uh, to watch, but uh, but anyway, here we are, and uh, now the stage is set for the Egg Bowl, so let me just get this live, live now talking about, well, at and more, all right, let's get going, so if you want to comment, and you are on Twitter, you cannot I cannot see your comments. If you're on Twitter, I can't see them. So hop on over to YouTube. Hop on over to YouTube and uh, find me there, Michael Borky on YouTube. Find me there. Actually, I'm going to plug my phone in real quick. I'm on 1%. Hold on. Just one second. All right. <laughs> That's better. Here we go. I uh, I need that for... Uh, for insomniatic scrolling later when I can't sleep. So anyway, welcome in. I'm Michael Borky. If you're on Twitter, you cannot comment, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. So hop on over to YouTube. Find me on YouTube and uh, and join me there. So we got a bunch to talk about. We got a whole lot to talk about. First of all, that old Miss game, how much should you actually read in to that performance? Maybe nothing. Maybe a little, maybe a whole lot, or really somewhere in between. Although I will tell you, here's a, a little teaser. Uh, to read in absolutely nothing to this game, I think, is a mistake. Because what happened tonight has not been in isolation, at least for the Ole Miss offense. I think it's kind of burying your head in the sand to suggest that this was just them being vanilla. Because then, then how do you explain the previous five games in which they were pretty bad offensively in the second half but anyway we'll talk about that mention state a little bit I mean it was Tennessee State and so what really can you take away from it other than the fact that really didn't have any injuries which as as you know is, is a very good thing getting into the Egg Bowl healthy is uh, is a good thing and uh, to Old Miss's credit tonight despite the absolute uh, brutal nature of that game that's that's what we're going to call it. it was just brutal to watch Brutal. <laughs> but despite that, it appears it appears that they um, have come away with it healthy. Anyway, so at least at least there's that. You've got that. Um, you've got that. Hold on one second. So let's get started. What we're going to do is just going to go through your comments one at a time. Whatever you got, fire away. We'll get to the more nuts and bolts of these games and everything else that happened in college football. Hell, Florida lost. Mullen might actually be gone this time. Really might actually be gone this time. That is... um... (laughs) Shout out Eli Drinkwitz for uh, coaching to win. Ohio State is your second best team in the country. And I've got your Max Kellerman take of the night. On uh, on Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Arkansas got dicey there for a little while. Oregon got absolutely shredded by Utah tonight. See ya, Pac-12. Pac-12's not making the playoff. The ACC's not making the playoff. 
hello Cincinnati I guess I I'm telling I've been telling you guys about Notre Dame for weeks now they might uh, they might make it uh just gonna laugh for a second at Texas losing again um Cincinnati did win big Malik Willis is bad and I've never understood how he's QB1 and we'll look at that later as well but first Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Again, comment right here. I'll display them just like T. She was first. Somebody told me, or somebody told me, we, meaning Ole Miss, played football today. How'd it go? Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. They did win. They did win, and it appears they came away from the game healthy, which is the most important thing here, is that they won, and they uh, they came away healthy. Chase says, howdy. Jimmy says, yikes. Yeah, Um Here's the thing, guys. I'll just start with that because the game just ended, and that's that's what you guys are here for, right? A lot of things can be true at once. You know me. That's my favorite thing to do. All of these things can be true at one time. And, you know, the way I respond on Twitter doesn't exactly come across as how I actually feel, especially when it comes to stuff like this. First of all, it can be true that Ole Miss is 9-2. and two. They protected their home field at 7-0 and oh for the first time ever. That is quite an accomplishment. Uh, They will go into the Egg Bowl in the top 10. Wake Forest is going to drop out after their loss to Clemson. Michigan State is going to drop out. Ole Miss will be somewhere around 9 or 8, maybe. I I don't know what's going on behind them. Uh, So going into the Egg Bowl, they'll have 9 wins, and they'll be ranked in the top 10. That is absolutely an accomplishment. That is is the mark of a good team. Bad teams don't do that. Ole Miss is not a bad team. Uh, This is an accomplishment. Being critical of what has happened tonight does not mean that what has happened is not an accomplishment does not mean that I think it's a bad team because it's not again bad teams are not where they are sitting that would never ever happen Uh, bad teams do not get to nine and two with one game to play in the SEC West right like they're they're good they've done good things Um, it can also be true that they played like absolute garbage tonight which can be explained away so it can be true that, yes, they're a good football team. They're 9-2. and two, That's all good. It can also be true that they played like absolute garbage tonight. This is a terrible Vanderbilt team. You can explain it away some. Coming off a big emotional win, um, they it looked like they didn't really open up the playbook. You know, seemed like it was relatively vanilla. And it's probably really hard to focus and get up for Vanderbilt right after you play Texas A&M five days before you play Mississippi State. This game being sandwiched in there, you very clearly had a team that was going through the motions. Very clearly had a team that was going through the motions. It can be true that I think Ole Miss is a good team because they are. Uh, I think that they went through the motions tonight. And I also think that that was damn near close to being a disaster. Uh, that that was awful, and it, it, it's not like this was a, a okay. Vanderbilt's mostly bad. This wasn't even a good Vanderbilt team. This is a possibly historically bad team. They lost to East Tennessee State at home. Their only two wins are game-winning field goals against Colorado State and UConn. They are awful. They lack talent at every position. They are bad. They are bad, horrible, the worst team in the SEC, and it's really not all that close. They are awful. There really is no excuse, even if you were being vanilla, to look like this against this Vanderbilt team. So that can be true, too. So we're down to three, right? Nine and two is good because that's what good teams do, and I think they're a good team. You can also explain away the performance tonight in part because – of where this game was located and what's up next. Um, You can also, it can also be true that playing like this tonight is awful against an awful team, and it is to some degree concerning. Am I sitting here saying to you that because of the way Ole Miss played tonight, they are um, going to lose the Egg Bowl? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, But the way they've played in recent second halves uh, has got to be concerning because this isn't just just one night. This isn't just one night. 
this is six weeks in a row, and that's uh, that's really concerning. That's really concerning. One second. Um, the last six games for Ole Miss offensively in the second half have been just uh, just awful. Uh, let's see. So their scoring output, starting with the Tennessee game in the second half, seven points offensively in the second half against Tennessee. The next week, 14 against LSU. Then three, three, seven against Texas A&M. Remember, uh, it was an interception return for a touchdown. That was the other uh, touchdown in the second half against Texas A&M. And seven tonight against Vanderbilt. If this was just in isolation, then wouldn't be talking about it much, would just kind of push it aside. But second half woes for this offense has been trending like this for a month and a half now. And so what does it mean for for next week? I I don't know. Uh, Is it something to be concerned about? I think you should be. It is concerning. And they've got five days to fix it. They've got five days to fix it. Uh, because the offensive output in the second half of the last six games has simply been quite bad, really bad. And yes, they've certainly dealt with injuries, uh, among other things, uh, that have caused that. They likely went very vanilla tonight. You know, there are explanations for all of it, but there is a trend. They cannot score in the second half, and that is something uh, that I think if you're not concerned about that, you're doing it wrong. If if you're not concerned about that, I think your your head's kind of buried in the sand. Can they fix it? Absolutely. They can fix it. Talking about this like this tonight is not some kind of definitive answer for next week, but it's a big red flag that they got to take down quick. Brown Yeti says, Rip Dan, and may the force be with you. What's up, Luke? Good to see you. How are you? Um, T says, well, I'm hoping state is favored so I can make some cash. You're still confident? I, I feel that. I feel that. Jason says, thanks for doing these. Great day. But by Oregon. Kiss my ass, Pac-12. Yes, sir. I have not seen what they did yet. Old Miss Twitter remains undefeated. I have not seen oh, what they did yet. I'm not finding it right away. Anyway, I'll, I'll find it, I promise. Uh, Justin says, is Dan the man Mullen gone? Probably now. And the thing, man, Dan Mullen. Um, in a close game, basically coaching for your job, at least that's how it feels. Maybe he's been given the internal vote of confidence, but punting on fourth and short, kicking field goal on fourth and short and plus territory, when you get the football in a tie game with a minute left, you don't even try to to move the football down the field for either a shot at the end zone or a field goal. You don't even try. You just take it to overtime. Uh, overly conservative coaching from Dan Mullen was um, was pretty bad. Was pretty bad. I, I I mean, when you're in the position that he's in, and you're taking no risks whatsoever and playing for overtime when you have the football with a minute left. You don't even try to get a, a, a Hail Mary, a shot at the end zone. Just get to the 50. It's not like you have to get into field goal range. Just get 20 yards, get to the 50, and just throw one into the end zone. But he didn't do that. It was bizarre watching that. And then Anthony Richardson, by the way, has scrubbed all the Florida stuff from his social media, and it's, it's become a thing now. It's, uh, it's become a thing now. Luke says, big game from Corral, but I'm sure everyone would have preferred him not to have to have played so much. Yeah, Lane Kiffin probably would have preferred that as well. Luckily, it did seem like, like he did get away from it healthy. Um, Kyle, I still disagree with you, man. Kyle says Liberty would not beat this Vanderbilt team by three touchdowns, although Liberty got smoked uh, tonight by Billy Napier's uh, Raging Cajuns. I mean, this uh, guys, this Vanderbilt team lost to East Tennessee, East Tennessee State at home. Vanderbilt is 0-1 against the FCS this year. Again, their two wins, their two wins are last-second field goals against Colorado State and UConn. This is a pathetic football team. It's a pathetic football team. They have been all year. Um, You just hope that it is what 
most people think it was tonight, where they were just really going through the motions. You got to hope that that's what it was. Brown Yeti says, what was the final score? Ole Miss Vandy, it was 31-17. Vanderbilt was kind of on their way into score. Ole Miss intercepted them on like the two-yard line on a really, really bad throw. Uh, Mike Wright's a pretty decent athlete. Got a long way to go uh, with arm talent and uh, and stuff like that, but pretty uh, pretty decent athlete. Uh, Ole Miss took bad angles, really bad angles on him. I, I don't think they... Uh, I don't think they expected him to be as athletic as he was based on some of the angles and stuff they took. I don't think they were pre- quite prepared for his athleticism. He's a pretty good one. A long way to go throwing the football, though. Jimmy says, I think it's obvious the Rebel receivers just aren't there and have not been the majority of this year. Well, they they literally haven't been. Uh, they, they've been injured uh, big time in that spot. Uh, I do wonder, you know, maybe defenses are taking it away, and that's the likely answer. But last week against Texas A&M, they really, I mean, really got to A&M over the middle of the field and didn't do much of that tonight. Uh, and didn't do much of that or any of it really in the second half against A&M. Again, maybe defenses are are taking it away. That's, that's certainly possible. Uh, but it just, it feels like when you've got the quarterback that you do, um, I don't know. Again, maybe defenses are taking it away. But they haven't been there. They have been banged up. That's been, you hope, is is part of the problem. Jimmy says, uh, lots of fall-off compared to the receivers of recent. Yeah, the backup wide receiver is not great for Ole Miss right now. He had one big drop on a third down tonight. State will be favored. Kyle says, minus three and a half in the Egg Bowl. Sounds about right. I, I would... I don't think the odds makers are going to read too much into this. Maybe they do. I don't think they'll read too much into it. So I still think the line will be under a field goal, uh, somewhere under a field goal. Because, you know, that's how this game's going to be. That's how it is. You know, I'm, I am not, although, again, tonight was. It looked like a disaster watching it. I mean, terrible waste of your time watching that game. Um, Ole Miss very clearly can play much better than they did tonight. And I expect a a more focused team in the Egg Bowl. So I don't think the line's going to be that that big one way or the other just because of the outcome of this game. I mean, you guys know how this game is. Gets weird. Memphis Rebel says, people thinking the Egg Bowl will be a blowout. I don't know. I think that's just an overreaction. That is an overreaction. Uh, I mean, if Ole Miss plays like they did tonight, they're going to get absolutely freaking smoked. But, I mean, you you hope they don't play this poorly. You hope they're a little bit uh, more locked in than uh, than they were tonight. But, yeah, that that is an overreaction to to just assume that, I guess. I mean, if State played poorly today, their fans will still be confident in the Egg Bowl, and they should be. I, I still expect it to be exactly what I was expecting going into this Saturday, which is uh, probably a really close football game, and you're going to get some high-level quarterback play on top of it for sure. T says, Mel Tucker punching the air for not signing right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Is his agent Jimmy Sexton? Is that is that who his agent is? I mean, Jimmy's got enough money anyway, right? So maybe he's not all that upset. Um, and, and, you know, if you're committed to your coach for that kind of money before one game, you should still be after that game. But, you know, Ohio State beat Michigan State like they were Western Michigan State Technical College. I mean, that's how you beat FCS teams. Um, that Ohio State offense is the best collection of talent on, on offense, in college football. The best collection of talent in all of college football resides in Columbus, Ohio, on offense. I just hope, although you guys know me, I'm sick of the same teams every year in the playoff, always, every year, the same damn teams in the playoff every year. I'm sick of it. I don't like it. Um, 
I want to see Ohio State's offense against Georgia's defense. Because on one hand, Ohio State's never, never, not this year, seen a defense like Georgia's, not even close. I mean, nobody has presented the kind of challenges to them the way Georgia will. But on the flip side, Georgia has not seen an offensive line like Ohio State's. Georgia has not seen a quarterback like Ohio State's. Georgia has not seen a running backfield like Ohio State's. And Georgia has not seen a wide receiver core like Ohio State's. And even Alabama in two weeks, while extremely talented, I don't think has the collection of talent that Ohio State does. Don't forget, Ohio State's fourth best receiver last year transferred to Alabama and is now their primary target. Uh, I mean, they've got NFL players at every spot, every single spot. All 11 of their starters probably make it to the NFL. It's Those two need to be on a collision course because it's. I, I cannot wait to see that. I cannot wait to see that. Ohio State is special right now. Yeah, Scott, I do think he will coach the Florida State game. I don't think the decision's been made yet. Um, I don't think the decision's been made yet. Chase says, I can't wait to see Cincinnati's teeth get kicked in by Georgia. Increasingly looking like that's going to be the case. Increasingly looking like that's going to be the case, that Cincinnati will get in. I mean, at some point, you know, uh, Oregon's out. They're out. Alabama's going to have two losses by the time the playoff is selected. Notre Dame behind Cincinnati lost to Cincinnati. If they run the table, they will make the playoff. It's going to happen. They will make the playoff. And yes, I agree with you. They will get smoked by uh, by Georgia. Does Crowell get a New York uh, Heisman invite? I believe so. I, uh, I believe so. I do. Um, he's got to play well in the Egg Bowl. Now, if he plays poorly on Thursday, no. But But there's still a chance he goes. Uh, tonight didn't help him. It also didn't hurt him either. I mean, throwing for 326 uh, and two touchdowns, just one interception. That's only his third this year. Um, that's not going to hurt him. It's, uh, it's not going to hurt him. But uh, he's got to play well, and they got to win on Thursday if he's, uh, he's going to go. Jimmy's asking, Gorilla versus Grizzly Bear, who's taking the dub in a fight? Gorilla. Because they have it upstairs. It's the mentals that bring the gorilla over the edge. They'll be a smarter fighter on top of their immense power and the opposable thumbs. Jason says, hide somewhere and watch. Mullen is going to absolutely blitz Florida State with Richardson next week, just like he did uh, Ole Miss with Ralph in 09 instead of winning just a few more games earlier. Chase, no, I'm not going to come over to your side. I do believe that we need expansion. I am completely and totally adamant that we need expansion. Because I want more meaningful football. And like last weekend's game in Oxford with Ole Miss and Texas A&M, winner stays in for a playoff berth and loser is likely out. Now, that game was already fun, right? It was fun. It's a big game, game day, all that stuff. But put playoff stakes on it and tell me that game's not awesome. Even more awesome, more intense. More uh, more meaningful. Um, salty dog, Hale State says, Hale State wins East. I, I assume you're trying to say easy. Ole Miss plays like yikes, but still get a win. Going to be a great week. Absolutely, man. I, I mean, I, I am still, I'm concerned. And, and Ole Miss fans should be concerned with how they've played in the second half the last six weeks. Absolutely, they should be concerned. But, I mean, this game is different, and there's still the talent there. And I expect Kiffin and Levy to have a pretty impressive plan. And same thing, I mean, if Leach's offense is a little bit different, right? You kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah, they will do some other things here and there. But largely, you know, when people say Leach is going to have a great plan for Ole Miss, I mean, yes, again, they watch film, they scheme, they game plan, they they do different things to get ready for an opponent, but you kind of know what you're going to get with uh, with Mike Leach. It's just whether or not you can stop that air raid. Um, a little bit different, but you know what I mean. I, I expect it to be a great game and a great week, no doubt. 
uh, Bulldog Bites says, what about Ole Miss's offense the last six weeks should scare Mississippi State? Ole Miss is getting healthy on that side of the ball, but they look like a shell of what we expected them to be. They do. Um, mostly talent, basically. Uh, they have looked like a shell of themselves, but you know what they're capable of. That should scare you. I mean, hell, last week, man, they had over 400 yards of offense in the first half against Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a top, what, 10 raw talent, pure talented team in college football. Maybe that's a stretch, but that Texas A&M defense um, was playing special football going into that game last week. Special football. And look uh, look at what Ole Miss did to them in the first half. Now, the second half was was bad, but over 400 yards of offense and a half against that Texas A&M team. Even through their struggles, you've seen the ability. You, you know what they're capable of, and they're capable of being extremely explosive still. They have consistently not been able to do it, but they've, consi- they've shown you that they can be extremely explosive, and you know what kind of talent that they have. And so that should... Um, that should concern you some because if, if they do have a good plan and they are clicking, then you know what they're capable of. But the way they've played lately is pretty brutal. It's in the second half. Anyway, <laughs> T says, I hate that plumbly crowd, double pass, double pass play, burn it. Yeah. Like the, uh, the treadwell pass back in the day. Chase says, we just don't need Ohio state versus Cincinnati and Georgia versus whatever lamb for slaughter. They give them in the four, like most every year you can comfortably and easily get in right, get it right with two. We just don't need four teams. Yeah, but that's not, that's not my position. I'm not, I don't think we need to expand because there are more teams that are capable of winning a championship. I think we need to expand to remove the one. I don't like subjective measures for determining who can play and who can't play for a championship. And two, I would like more meaningful football. Just three playoff games isn't very fun when you can have more than that. That's all. And I think it brings more teams like the ones here in this state into um, into the possibility of making it, you know? Which makes their regular seasons matter more. Memphis Rebel, I agree. I don't think anybody's winning easily on Thursday. I don't think so. Scott says they played like garbage because they treated it like an FCS school. Yeah, I'm way behind on these comments. Yeah, and there's some truth to that. There's definitely some truth to that. Um, But then explain the other five weeks of second-half offense. You know what I mean? And they definitely, I'm with you, they definitely were, uh, they were going through the motions tonight. They were. Kyle says, almost like I called it Monday when I said I was worried about Corral and gang playing unnecessary snaps. Um, yeah, and see, that's an interesting point. Yeah, they totally didn't want to rack up stats and points on senior night. I mean, again, Corral threw for 326. He did. Brown Yeti says, I kept telling my cousin, the old Miss fan, that if Vandy scored 10 or more points, that might as well be a loss. Kind of listening to Kiffin after the game, it felt like he kind of felt like it was one. But hey, you know, they're nine and two. They're fine. Line on the Egg Bowl State minus one and a half. One and a half, two, maybe. Something like that. Scott, some of that has to do with injuries. I mean, absolutely. I'd be naive to to suggest otherwise. I mean, when especially the Auburn game when Corral's on bum ankles and your best wide receiver in that moment because your three main ones are out is a walk-on and your second best wide receiver is your former quarterback. It's hard to execute an offense and score. Like I said earlier, I may not have um, articulated it very well, but there's explanations for a lot of it. But the fact is, their scoring output in second halves in the last six weeks, I'll reiterate it just, just for effect, is 7 14 3 3 7 7. 
7-14-3377. It's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. Jeff says, play calling suddenly seems questionable. John says, Memphis beat State 31-29. All teams have their stinkers. And at least for Ole Miss, this stinker led to a uh, to a win. Led to a win. Scott says, side note, why do you think Mike Leach and Steve Van Gundy's hair should be swapped? Oh, uh, <laughs> you mean Mike Gundy? That would be funny. I'm sure somebody's already Photoshopped that already. Bernie Day says, winner of the Egg Bowl will finish second in the West. Who thought that would be the case at the beginning of the season? Uh, truthfully, and we've see, we see it with records right now. I mean, Ole Miss does have two more wins than State, so that feeling uh, was justified. Going into the season, I thought Ole Miss may have a chance to have this kind of a season. Um, and State is exactly where I expected them to be. I mean, it's not like you know I went out on a limb or anything like that, so please don't make it sound like I'm tooting my own horn on a really innocuous prediction because I'm not doing that. But um, I thought this this is kind of where both teams could be. Nine and two is a tough prediction for for any Ole Miss team in the West, especially not knowing what their defense is going to be. But I mean, going into the season, this is what I thought they could be. Is it a little surprising? Yeah, especially with how banged up they've been, crowd playing on bum ankles and losing Mingo and for an extended period of time and Sanders and Drummond periodically during the season. But I'm not as – going back and listening to my stuff in August, July and August, not as surprised. Um Not at all, um, actually. I kind of expected this. T says, regardless, I'd rather play bad against bad teams and good against good teams. So looking at the bright side, for sure. I mean, look, they just beat, they beat Texas A&M two weeks ago. That happened. You all, you all saw it. So you, uh, you all saw it. Playing bad and coming out with a win is certainly better than playing bad and, and losing. Uh, no, uh, no doubt about it. Um, no doubt about it. Dark Steel says, what's up, Borky? Cincinnati possibly making the playoff? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to. I mean, you you better be rooting hard. If you don't want them in, root hard for Houston to, to beat them in the AAC championship game because that's really the only hope, right? I don't know who else they have after this. Let's see. I don't know. I guess I should know something like this, shouldn't I? Doing uh, doing what I do. Let's see. Remaining schedule for Cincinnati. I can't find them. I'm having a brutal night finding stuff, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out of it. I've got a I've got a really bad headache to tell you the truth, and uh, I've got I've got these glasses here to to help with headaches. And the problem is when I'm doing this, like you guys see my screen, you know, and um, that's. Like I, I look like a robot or whatever. So anyway, yeah, I've got a terrible splitting headache and uh, I'm having a hard time remembering things. Okay, so they are at ECU. They are at ECU. And so no shot at them losing that game. Honestly, poor ECU is not very good. I mean, I guess they could, but with the way Cincinnati played today, if they're in that form, they're definitely winning that game. So you better better hope for better hope for Houston. Or else Cincinnati's making the playoff. Yeah, I saw Jackson State today. Not an empty seat in that place. Incredible environment. I know it's more nuanced uh, than this. I do, and I haven't lived here my whole life. So I, I, I certainly am not in tune with why these decisions are made. And, and I'm sure there's a great reason that I, that I just am not aware of. Um, I, I do wonder if... Um, if they would consider allowing themselves to be selected for the FCS playoff again, um, if that would be something they would consider doing, I know the celebration bowl is extremely important. I, I know it is, but I mean, could you imagine that environment hosting a playoff game? You know, with Montana or 
who's good this year in the FCS, uh, James Madison or Sam Houston State. Oh, hell, who else is good? Um, is, is Chattanooga good? I don't know. Anyway, uh, having somebody like that in Jackson for a playoff game and riding that momentum in those environments and mixing that with playoffs, I wonder if they're going to start considering that. Brown Yeti asks, if, uh, if Dan is booted, does Florida try and take Lane, stealing from the other Mississippi school, or do they go hire Mike Gundy? That might be a good move. Uh, so that's naturally going to come up. The uh, the second, the absolute second that uh, the Florida job comes open, there's going to be a hot board that gets published that has Lane Kiffin's name on it. Because, first of all, uh, I would expect a lot of people close to Florida to want him, you know? I mean, he's got Ole Miss at 9-2. and two. He's in year two at Ole Miss, took over a program that was just kind of dead, you know? And now he's got them in the top 10 playing their last game. If Ole Miss beats Mississippi State, they're in an access bowl in year two. That's something Hugh Freeze didn't do. In year two, he'll have them in an access bowl. Um, so, yeah, Florida people are going to want him. And um, I think it is a better job. I mean, that's that's not telling you something you don't already know. I, Florida is a better job than that of Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State. I do wonder if Scott Strickland would go that route if he's allowed to make the decision at all. I mean, who knows how people there feel about him if they want him making the next football coach hire if Mullen doesn't work. Sometimes... ADs are tied to coaches, and they're not really given the chance to pick the second one. So Strickland may not even be the guy making the decision anyway. Uh, but if he is, I wonder what kind of a fit there is between the two of them. I don't, I don't know if that would be a guy that Strickland would pursue. All the people that talk about Kiffin, Kiffin leaving, and just I, I got a, a message from a guy earlier that said I've got friends that saying that are saying that Kiffin's leaving no matter what or something like that. And my response to him was, well. The thing about leaving is you got to have somewhere to go. It's easy to say, yeah, Kiffin's going to leave for LSU, but LSU has to want him too. You know, the feeling has to be mutual between these parties. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Florida job comes open that Kiffin is interested in it because it's a better job than the one he's got. Um, I don't think it's LSU good. In fact, I don't. I think Florida's a tier below LSU in job status. They've got some. Cultural things like inner politics, culture things going on in their facilities, honestly, aren't that great either compared to like that of LSU or Alabama or Georgia. They're a tier below those jobs, I believe, even though they are located in, in that state. I think they are a tier below. But long story short, uh, if that job comes open, when that job comes open, expect his name to be entered in that. But just like LSU, Big jobs also have interest from everybody. Everybody's interested in the LSU job. Whether or not they they say they are doesn't matter. When LSU comes open, everybody's eyes get wide. They're interested. Everybody. It's one of those jobs. Florida, damn near everybody's going to at least be like, hmm. The feeling has to be mutual. The interest has to be mutual. T, if it's a pick I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, it, um, it's going to be close. It's going to be close to something like that, I think. Richardson put quarterback at the University of Florida back in his profile for what it's worth. Yeah, somebody probably finally talked him off the ledge or maybe, you know, convinced him, whatever the case may be. Scott, I'm with you. I would love to see. Ohio State's offense against Georgia's defense. Luke's asking, how did uh, South Carolina beat Auburn? I think they are uh, hoping the coach isn't and won't get vaccinated on the planes. Uh, he's he's interested, or he's not interested. I don't know about that. But um, the hot boards have him as a candidate for the Washington job. The problem is, as you mentioned, if he hadn't gotten it, well, Washington can't hire him. Um, I do think that the state of Alabama is going to be more liberal with religious exemptions. 
It's a weird thing to say, right? Considering the politics, I think they're going to be more liberal with the religious exemptions of um, of that compared to Washington. I think uh, if he's not and he applies for that exemption, he likely will get it. That's my guess. That's my. That's all it is. I don't know that for sure, but that's that's my guess. But yeah, there are some Auburn people that kind of hope he hadn't gotten it and he doesn't. It's a weird hire to begin with, and he wasn't their first option. He wasn't their fifth option either. Utah 38, Oregon 7. That one final. Oregon's done. Oregon's done. Bye. Pac-12, done. Bye. The ACC is done. Expansion's going to happen, guys, even if you don't want it to, because these teams have been uh, left out. Kyle says Georgia will beat Alabama by 10 plus. I agree. And I think 10 might even be low. Scott says since if Cincinnati gets it and lose like Notre Dame's at the end of a group of five and a 14 playoff. Yeah. But don't forget Cincinnati will be in the big 12 soon, but yeah, I mean, not another one will make it and it'll be expanded by the time another one could make it. I suppose this is a chaos year. This is a chaos year. Why would that be the end of the group of five? Because I don't think they would give the benefit of the doubt to another one. If that makes sense. Jeff says, you would have seen a different Ole Miss team tonight if playoffs were at stake. That's definitely possible. I mean, look, man, it, it sounds like I'm making excuses, and I don't like to to make them. I don't like to make excuses because they played poorly against a really, 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 really bad team five days before they play their game of the year, sort of. The next game is always the most important one, but especially this one, right? It's your rival. It is the game. And they've played bad offense in six consecutive second halves. Like, there's reason to be concerned there. But they weren't locked in. They weren't focused. They didn't care. They didn't care about this one. They weren't locked into this one. Pick for right wing for Team USA. Um, Timo. Timo Wea. Definitely. Definitely he needs to be a full-time starter. Without a doubt. It's got to be him. Let's see. Sorry, phone died when you addressed my comment of the playoffs and my response is late. That's all right, man. No, it's not about we need expansion because there are teams outside of four that could win. I don't think that. I think we need expansion to improve the overall health of the sport and give us more meaningful games that have stakes on them that matter. That's to me. No, that's what it is to me. Jason says, I know it looked bad, but how close is Ole Miss to scoring 60 tonight? I mean, they could have, I guess. Um, I saw several barely missed throws or drops on deep passes as a stake. I'm not buying it. I, I wouldn't. I mean, don't. It, that's a, it's, what, what some people, especially on, on Twitter, don't seem to get. Like, it, it can be equally true that Ole Miss played like crap, and, and you can be concerned about how they played and also think that this doesn't mean they're going to get blown out next week. Like, you can have those. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. You can have those thoughts at the same time, but. You know how some people are. Ethan, what's up? Says, I refuse to ever feel confident about the Egg Bowl. Can you give me three reasons to feel confident about this absurdly chaotic rivalry game in an absurdly chaotic season? Uh, I'll give you reasons for both. How's that? I'll give you reasons for three reasons for both. Uh, we'll start with State. You're playing better right now. Mississippi State very clearly is playing better football right now. What does that mean? Nothing when the ball kicks off on Thursday. But... In terms of the sample size that you've given, State, especially offensively, I think is really what I should say. Offensively, State is playing better right now uh, than Ole Miss is. That's that's undeniable. They are playing better right now than Ole Miss is uh, offensively. Also, you're at home. Home field advantage certainly does help. Now, unfortunately for State, do you have an Ole Miss team that has already played in three pretty hostile environments. Now, the Cowbells provide a, a different challenge, but when they've played a night game in the most intense environment that people that I know have ever heard uh, in Knoxville. They did play in Tuscaloosa on a 2.30 game, 
and and they played in Auburn at night. Crowd noise shouldn't affect this team, but if 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 it does, obviously advantage state. So they're playing better right now offensively. Definitely playing better right now. They uh, they are at home and they're healthier. I mean, Ole Miss seems to be in their healthiest point, but still, you're slowly working Mingo back. He played a little tonight, not much. Um, who knows about Ole Miss's offensive line situation, whether or not they're going to be full strength. It looks like they are. It feels like they are. But still, going into this game, State is uh, is a little bit healthier than that of Ole Miss, at least from what you know for, for sure. Three reasons why Ole Miss should be confident. Because um, your defense is still playing really good football. Tonight it was sloppy, whatever. But, but for weeks now, the Ole Miss defense has played really good football, and, and they've done it in havoc plays. Uh, they're getting sacks. They're getting turnovers. I mean, they, they what gave up three points in the second half to Auburn um, were dominant, really, in the second half against Tennessee for the most part. Uh, were dominant all night against Texas A&M. Picked off Malik Willis three times. Were really, truly dominant against Liberty. I know they're bad, but still, apparently, people think that you know Malik Willis is the best quarterback in the country. I don't buy that, but um, that defense is built to stop this kind of an offense. Uh, the the three two six that Ole Miss runs, and they do it a little bit differently than most. So they're going to give State a lot of different looks. It's not just going to be your standard bring three and just sit eight back in coverage. They'll do that some, of course, but uh, they'll they'll bring blitzers, especially on delays, like Chance Campbell will do that a lot. Uh, Jake Springer will blitz a lot. Um, they'll run stunts and other things. So it won't be your standard just three bull rush and then drop eight into coverage, they'll mix uh, a lot of that up, and they're playing really well uh, right now. And two, despite their sloppiness, they have an extremely explosive offense. Ole Miss has an advantage in this game with explosive ability compared to State. Now, Rodgers has been highly efficient, really, really good, uh, but explosive plays still favor Ole Miss. They haven't been good at it lately. They really haven't, but the ability, as you know, is still there. Uh, They have greater raw ability to hit big plays than that of Mississippi State. They haven't really done it lately, but they have that raw ability uh, to uh, to do that. And then running game. Uh, Ole Miss runs the football quite well, and State's really good at stopping it. But um, unlike Kentucky, where if State stops the run, Kentucky really couldn't beat State over the top. They couldn't stay balanced. Ole Miss can, can beat you in, in two different ways, um, whereas State obviously you know, air raid depends majority on the pass. So for state, you're at home, your offense is playing much better right now. You're healthy for Ole Miss. You're more explosive. Your defense is kind of built to stop this, this sort of offense and, and your balance can really help, especially if it's going to be a bad weather game, which I think we're going to have some weather in the area too, which, which does favor Ole Miss, but Ole Miss fans and state fans have every reason to be confident, every reason to be confident. And um, also no reason to be confident at all. (laughs) It's amazing. Josh, thanks, man. (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate you a lot. Kyle says, I would rather run time lapses on, on, run time lapse on the beach than watch Ole Miss in the red zone. (laughs) Um. Chase, you're you're gonna fight me to the death on this, man. We just disagree here. But you, Chase says, but you say more meaningful games, but meaningful how? Just a name, cool. Sure, at twelve, Ole Miss could beat Oklahoma State in a playoff game or not. Neither is going to be competitive against Georgia or Ohio State. But who cares? Uh, what? Why does? Why do you care so much about that? I mean, wouldn't it be cool to watch your team play a playoff game to to make the playoff to have a chance? Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, the, the Saints have no shot, zero shot at winning the Super Bowl. They will not win the Super Bowl this year. The New Orleans Saints will not win the Super Bowl this year. It's not going to happen. They can't do it. But I want them to make the playoffs because watching my team in the playoffs is fun. Watching them play meaningful football games is fun. I mean, hell, they win a playoff game. and it, Even if it's not against Tom Brady and the Bucks in the NFC Championship, Winning a wild card game would be a lot of fun. 
Who cares if they? I mean, I don't care if the Saints can't win the Super Bowl this year. If they make the playoffs, I'm going. I'm going to enjoy it. It's fun for me. How dare you not know every possible permutation for the playoffs? I know, right? What the uh, What the hell is wrong with me? What the What the hell is wrong with me? Thomas says Cincy needs to be worried about Oklahoma State. If they went out, they could jump Cincy. They could. I'm, I'm definitely not going to tell you you're wrong. They could. They could. Because then they'll have that. I mean, they'll they'll have a conference championship, a win over Oklahoma. They could. And the rich irony in that would be that Cincinnati's joining the Big Twelve. Is that RZ, A-R-Y-Z-E, RZ music? I'm sorry if that if uh, I'm pronouncing that wrong. If uh, the Rebels beat State, do they get to the Sugar Bowl if Bama makes the playoff? So it, the scenario is really simple for Ole Miss uh, with a win. If they win, they will either play in the Sugar Bowl, the Peach Bowl, or the least likely the Fiesta Bowl. If they win, Ole Miss will be in an access bowl. It just depends on which one. Um, if Alabama happens to beat Georgia somehow, Ole Miss will play in the Sugar Bowl because they will then be the next highest SEC team with two making the playoff. If, when, read, when Alabama loses to um, to Georgia, they will play in the Sugar Bowl, and Ole Miss will very, very likely play in the Peach Bowl. They could go to the Fiesta, but it will much more likely be the Peach Bowl and uh, you can guarantee that if they if they win the Egg Bowl, you can guarantee they will play in an Access Bowl. They, that is that will happen. You guarantee that happens. If they lose, they could sneak into an Access Bowl, but that is less likely. Uh, you're you're more looking at like the Citrus or something like that. Chase's LSU's top three job, in his opinion, Florida probably top eight. See, I don't know if I'd go top eight. I think in the SEC, in the SEC, just the SEC, ahead of Florida, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Texas A and M. I think that Auburn is at least on their plane. That sounds crazy. I, I know, I know, I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, so there's there's at least four that are definitive, in my opinion, in the SEC. You've got. Uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, I believe is much better. LSU, Georgia, Clemson, definitely. Ohio State, definitely. Things are really freaking weird there right now, but I think Texas is better. I think USC is a better job. And so, I mean, suddenly you start getting into, you're looking at tiers, and and Florida's not a top-tier job to me. It's just not. I, I don't think it's a top-tier job to me. Chase, exactly. LSU is the type of job where coaches that aren't on the market become quietly on the market, like Lincoln Riley. I mean, Florida, to some degree, has that as well. Back to my point about when Kiffin's inevitably named um, for that opening when it comes open, there's going to be a lot of really high-profile names on that list that would all be intrigued, you know? All of them. All of them. All right. You guys are having, I love this. You guys are having the playoff discussion in here. Um, Luke says, Chase, it's about the objectivity of playing it out on the field. When Cincinnati get boat raced by Ohio State, Alabama, or Georgia? Yes, more than likely, but we know we don't know beyond all doubt for sure. For sure. I love this, though. I love the uh, the playoff argument. Oh, man. Mm, I'm struggling tonight, guys. Sorry. I'm just not in a good place. Whew. Man, I'm going to put these on. Is that okay? I know it looks goofy, but I, I can't anymore. I know, I know it's stupid, right? These are just blue light blockers, but man, do they help. If, you get, if you're at work all day, if you work behind screens uh, like I do all day, Get some blue light blockers. I know it's goofy, but man, do they help. 
Uh, please forgive me, guys. I'm struggling. Brown Yeti says, yeah, but having more playoff spots available means recruits won't have to go to Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, and all that to have a shot. Exactly. I, I'm right in line with your thinking there. Luke said, I just saw the Michigan State-Ohio State score. Ouch. Doesn't look like Sparty left East Lansing. Um, no, Michigan State didn't play well. But that's what I was talking about earlier. That's what I mean. When I say Ohio State has the best collection of offensive talent in all of college football, that is Ohio State. C.J. Stroud is playing at a level that is hard to fathom right now. His deep ball, his consistency, uh, mobility is all there. Um, Trayvon Henderson, I mean, a, a true freshman, is as explosive as they get, and their backups like a fifth-year senior at running back. And then you've got uh, Olave and Wilson, um, and Smith, and I never pronounce his last name right, and and I, I I always get it wrong, so forgive me, but Jackson Smith, and he's got the other last name that starts with an N, uh, that group of receivers is the best in America. I mean, and they have an offensive line that's as good as anybody else in America, if not better. That Ohio State team, that was no fluke today. That was who they are. That's That was who they can be. Michigan State's not Georgia. Michigan State's not Alabama with defensive talent, but if you're telling me that you don't think Ohio State can score against Georgia, if you don't think they can score against Georgia, I think you're crazy. I think they can. I really think they can. Also, I think Georgia can score on them. I think it would be a hell of a football game, and I uh, and I can't wait to watch it. Let's see. Bill says... Um, well, I'm not big on the Saints, but as long as Jameis is the quarterback, there will be no, no, no Super Bowl. Well, they were playing well. And, I mean, he's what, first or second in the NFL and QBR? Justin says, what's up, Borky? Just logged on. I took uh, the rich guy, Bruce Marshall, on the under Boise State, New Mexico, looking good right now, but 10 minutes left. Let me know how that goes, man. Let, uh, let me know how that goes, because uh, Bruce is the best. He really is. Let's see. All right, one more, Chase. I respect the difference of opinion. Maybe it's being a lifelong underachieving state fan. The Sugar Bowl is the same to me as if you rename it a playoff quarterfinal. It's the same, in my opinion. Yeah, but if you win, you don't get to move on. When you, If you win the Sugar Bowl, that's it. You're done for the season. I don't know. They're different. Jason says, I'd pay money to see an Ole Miss-Alabama rematch on a neutral field right now with how the Crimson Tide is playing. That's a potential playoff game with 12 teams. Yeah, it, it could possibly look different, but it's not like Ole Miss is playing particularly well offensively right now either. Um, anyway. Ethan says, what's fascinating with Bedlam is that there's a possibility we can get a rematch of Oklahoma-Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. We might see the Big 12 get left out because of how that plays out. There's a possibility, guys, that the playoff is Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. There's a chance it goes down just like that. Because if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State split their two games, if they play, they eliminate each other. Notre Dame's going to win out. They'll be 11-1. and one. Cincinnati in this scenario goes undefeated. There's your playoff. There's your playoff. Oh, God, I'm late, Cody says. It's all right. It's, uh, it's quite all right. So, let's see. We're, uh, we're done. See, and, and this is, here's a quote from Matt Corral. And, and this is why sometimes you don't have to defend bad. This is what I'm talking about. You don't have to defend bad. Matt Corral, here's, here's his quote. You don't have to know football to know we played bad. You can see it in how we played. If we play like that against Mississippi State, we're going to get blown out. So if, if your coach thinks that and, and your players think that, why is it bad when, when somebody says that? 
I don't know. I mean, it's just like when I say it, it's, oh, you're an idiot. It's fine. And then their quarterback's like, no, this isn't fine. It's crazy. Anyway. Chase says, and if it's Notre Dame and Cincinnati, we will all be watching Hallmark Christmas with our wives or fixing kids' broken Christmas toys by the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, and that will suck. So why not add more playoff games that matter uh, a little bit, a little bit more? Anyway, all right, let's run down real quick. Uh, Shout out, again, shout out to Eli Drinkwitz. Wait, well, for State, Will Rogers broke his records. uh, He's going to break some more. This is what... I know it's Tennessee State, but the season in totality, this is what the air raid was supposed to be. This is what was supposed to happen. If you remember when the hires were made, this is what was supposed to happen, right? He was supposed to break passing records. Uh, Mississippi State does not have a great history uh, of great quarterbacks. And uh, even when Dak was here, they still ran the football so well that he didn't really throw for uh, for a ton of yards or anything like that. Um I think his record was, what, 3,700, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but um, you should have expected this. That's not to diminish his accomplishment. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this is what you hoped it was going to be, right? When the hire was made, this was the statement, is all of State's passing records are going to get broken because that's that's what this offense is. It's throwing 60-plus times a game every single game if it's going to work in the SEC This is what is going to follow, and this is exactly what is following. If this is going to work in the SEC, quarterbacks breaking single-season records and touchdown records and passing records and yards and completions is exactly what was going to happen. So, no, it's Tennessee State. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's an FCS team. Who cares? But Rodgers did break records today, and um, this is exactly what you were hoping. This is what you hired Mike Leach to do. These results are what you were expecting or what you should have been expecting. It doesn't make them not special. It doesn't make them not noteworthy. I'm not saying that somebody like Robbie Falk should not be writing about that today. I assume he did, and and he should have. I'm I'm not saying that this isn't something that's not noteworthy. Breaking records is noteworthy, but this is what you hired Mike Leach to do, this exact thing right here. So, uh, you win comfortably, you break records, you get out of the game healthy, and now you, you get ready for the Egg Bowl. That's really about all that you can take away from this one. Um, Florida's job might come open now. Uh, not even that because they lost, but the conservatism from Dan Mullen I thought was an embarrassment tonight. I, I thought it was an embarrassment, especially when you get the football with a minute left in a tie game and you don't even try. You just run a little zone read, and it gets tackled for one yard, and you run the clock out and go to overtime in an overtime period, which you lose. That that is utterly mind-blowing. That is not trying to win. That's not trying to win at uh, at all. That's not trying to win. That's coaching not to lose or something. I don't know what the hell that is. But anyway, that was more embarrassing. Just losing games is not as bad as – how you lose games, or if you didn't try to win. And that, to me, wasn't trying to win. That was just awful. Um, boy, Mel Tucker's contract. I mean, Ohio State's unreal. Again, their offense is unbelievable. It's the best collection of offensive talent in college football. But Michigan State, could you imagine being Mel Tucker after that game? Being all cocky about the contract and having the kid call your radio show and ask if he signed it yet, and you say, no, you can be my agent, though. Haven't signed it yet, but hey, the night's still young, huh? Ha ha. Uh uh oh. Oops. I wonder if that number has come down some. Now, Alabama is not the second best team in college football. They may remain at number two. They're not it. I'm not ever going to do the Saban dynasty thing is over until he retires. Um, he, he's still a machine, but this does feel like one of those Alabama teams that that does not have the championship pedigree. And that. You know, that's allowed to happen sometimes. Sometimes Nick Saban is going to have a team that doesn't win a championship. This is one of them. They're not the second best team in the country. Ohio State is. Ohio State should jump Alabama. Oregon got smacked tonight. Did kind of feel like it was fool's gold to begin with, but the Pac-12 has now officially been eliminated from the playoff. Uh, Just take a moment tonight, by the way, and think about Texas. All their money. The 
facilities and the stadium and the pageantry and the tradition and the brand power, and they still suck at football. It You look at their past recruiting classes and you see that they've had a lot of attrition. Like from the 2019 class, I think there's only like 14 players left in a 28-player class, something like that. That's not good. They've had a lot of attrition. Depth is an issue there relative to teams that are competing for championships. Like using the depth thing for them compared to Oklahoma, that's that's real. I, I That's an excuse that I can get behind. That doesn't excuse losing to Kansas and West Virginia. It's embarrassing right now. Couldn't happen to a better group of people. I told you a few weeks ago not to count out Notre Dame. You still should not count out Notre Dame. I think I have a feeling they're going to make the playoff. Already talked about Cincinnati some. And Malik Willis. So the alleged QB1. And by the way, if you guys have anything else, if you have any more comments, go ahead and drop them now because after this I am uh, I am going to go. Um, unless you guys got something else. So there's a few more here, but just anything else you got, drop in because this will be it. But Malik Willis tonight was 14 of 34 in their blowout loss to um, in their blowout loss to Louisiana. He had two interceptions as well. That was his fourth multi-interception game this season. Their fourth multi-interception game this season. They're his. He threw three interceptions against Ole Miss, Louisiana Monroe, and Middle Tennessee, and two tonight against Louisiana. And that is the best quarterback in college football. That is the first player off the board in the draft. That's the first one. That is somebody that the Atlanta Falcons are going to mortgage their future on? I, I don't think so. I've never seen it, and I think a lot of people are starting to realize really what it is. So, anyway, maybe Pro Football Focus will find an arbitrary stat to keep him at number one, though. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you, man. Brownie says, if it's Notre Dame and Cincinnati, I hope they both make it to the championship, just despite everyone who thinks games are played on paper and opinions. I hope so, too. I really want Cincinnati to win. I don't think they will. But I want them to. I'm with you. Texas is going to suck, Jason says, until they quit firing coaches every 12 minutes. For sure. And yeah, I think I'm going to go to bed. I think it's time for me to, to get some rest. I'm, uh, I have lacked energy tonight, guys. I'm sorry about that. I've just, I, my head feels like it is just splitting in two and just <sighs> long day. Been a, uh, been a really long day. Been a really long day. So thank you guys. I appreciate you very much. Don't forget to subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. I do have a little bit more energy than this most of the time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again on Monday morning. I'll see you then. You'll have a great rest of your weekend. Talk Mississippi Media Production.